Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Stacey Burback. Stacey is the head of communications and brand at Cumulo. And in this episode, she discusses how to drive and measure communications outcomes and how to build alignment and trust internally. Hi, Stacey. Hi, Brian. How are you? Stacy is head of communications and brand at Cumulo and has over 20 years of experience in corporate and product communications, marketing, business development, client services, and general management. Stacy has worked with some of the industry's most interesting companies from cutting edge startups like Cumulo, Druva, AppMesh, MapR, MetaMarkets, Wowza, Media Systems, MemSQL, and tier three to iconic enterprise technology companies like Dell, HP, and Oracle. Stacy has also done tours at agencies like Byte Communications and Applied Communications. Stacy, thank you again for being with me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. For those who are uninitiated, what is Cumulo? What is the work that you all do? Cumulo is a new kind of a file system that has a completely different approach to managing file data. So we created a unique high-performance file data platform that includes really powerful data services to help our customers manage the full data lifecycle. And they can do that in the cloud or they can do that in their on-prem environments and make really impactful choices and decisions by leveraging the power that Cumulo can bring to that data. Let's talk about pitching the media and pitching that type of story because I know you like to reverse engineer the process a little bit. There are fewer journalists today than there were a decade ago, right? Um, you like to start from a place of like, why should they care about my company in this story? How do you think about identifying the right journalists for this type of story and crafting that type of narrative for them? Yeah, it's a good question because I think sometimes people look at things from the product and try to attack how they want to raise the awareness around what they do within their company from the product perspective. And In my career, I have focused so much on working with companies that are highly customer-centric. So Cumulo is a great example of that in that every single day, our goal is to not only raise the awareness of what we're doing as a company, but it's through the lens of how we're doing that for the customers that are choosing to work with us. And so finding that emotional connectivity to each of the stories or articles or press releases, or even as down to like an individual tweet is really important because you want people to understand what's the problem all of your customers are solving individually through what you're providing to each of those call it journalists or, you know, whatever the actual medium is. So A really good example of that would be telling the story about, um, you know, a healthcare company. It wouldn't be about how they're installing the software and, you know, how many servers or how many petabytes of data they're processing. All those details are really important. But if you want someone to read about what your company is doing, you have to emotionally connect with that customer story. You know, in many cases, it's we're helping children who have cancer and we're helping them find cures for cancer or find methods of mapping the human genome or you know, whatever the case may be. So it's that connectivity of trying to find the, the bridge from your product to the actual delivery of what the customer is using you for. 
I'm curious about this bridge because there feels like there's a little bit of a puzzle when innovation teams are constantly pushing new features, right? Like there's this uh, sure. continuum that you're able to pitch against theoretically. But when innovation from product teams isn't constant, how do you keep your voice elevated for as long as possible when the next feature might be weeks or months away? How do you keep the conversation connected across these different stories that you're trying to tell? Yeah, so the way that I've always looked at communications is, um, and this was probably from the early mentors I had, you know, when I first started doing this a couple of decades ago. Um, and it, the key to success is finding that relationship. And to me, the, the base level of, of the word relationship is relate, right? So to me, it's really important to find not only how I'm relating to the journalist and trying to solve that journalist problem who maybe they want to tell a customer story, maybe they want to tell the you know, corporate story, maybe they just want to fit into a market trend. So how can I relate to what they're doing? But also it's about how can I relate that journalist to what our story is at the time? And so when you talk about the cadence of the corporate storytelling process, that has a lot of different aspects to it. That could include the customers, that could include the partners, that can include the executive journey, it can include so many different parts of the, the entire corporation. And so you're only going to have so many opportunities to tell a product story. And that is one moment in time. But to bridge that product story to the next product story or the next launch, um, you really have to use and pull as many levers as you can, whether that's social media or customer, like a customer story in, a, in and of itself to tell how they solve the problem with us. or it could even be just highlighting how your executive team approaches each of those problems. And I think at a, at a company like Cumulo, that's really important because we are a channel sales. So we rely heavily on our partner network to help you know, reach new audiences and reach new um, customers. But from an awareness perspective, the different quote unquote channels that you have could be everything from like the Twitter and the LinkedIn audiences, but they could also be just word of mouth. They could be from a webinar. They could be from a customer panel that you've put together. They could be from a press release. It could be those traditional senses of the media, or it can be, you know, the changing world of media right now, there's a shrinking number of journalists and still a growing number of companies that want to get time in front of those journalists. So the journalists that we have relationships with are measuring how they spend their time with different companies and how deep they get into those um, articles or relationships with us. And so a huge piece of success for any company that's looking to have like a successful corporate communications program involves knowing how to bridge from moment to moment and from day to day using all the different levers that you possibly can. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, it, it seems as if a technology company, which might be pushing new product updates very mm -hmm. consistently, has different levers to pull than non-technology companies where they might need to lean into more executive stories and customer stories. There, there's a feels like there's a slightly different playbook there. I, I, am I right in feeling that way? Or, or what's your advice potentially to someone who's trying to navigate those nuances? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that I think that the key goes back to what I said before, which is finding that relatable piece of information because 
you're right. There are going to be companies who, like Cumulo, we roll out new product updates every two weeks. Even during this crazy last year, we have not missed a milestone on that. And so we have been able to deliver our customers you know, new ways of solving the problems that they're facing on a cadence that has never missed a beat. We don't take each of those updates and you know, write a press release about each one of those because they are at a very quick pace and a quick cadence. But I've also worked at technology companies that have one quarterly product update um, that they focus on. And so you only have four moments in time per year that you can leverage. And really your tactic for communicating and raising awareness still has to be bridging from the pieces of information that you can either bundle together that you know people want to know about outside of your company or being able to wait for that one specific moment in time and relate it to what people want to hear about. So my career has pretty much only been with you know, enterprise B2B companies. I started as on the agency side with Oracle and spent kind of the first four, four and a half years of my um, communications life getting ingrained in the different executive perspectives, the different um, regional perspectives, which is really important to keep in mind. Um, I was able to work. I was really lucky when I worked there because I was able um, to work with executives who only focused on product. I was able to work with people who only focused on the developer sort of like the people who are creating the product itself, which was another new perspective for me to be um, kind of exposed to. I was on the media team, but I also was able to work on the international team and on the finance um, team for IR. So I think that is why when I first started, I realized that there were multiple conversations from multiple, multiple perspectives happening about one moment in time for a company and that the key to success was being able to have all of those different conversations bridged together to create impact. And like one of the things I always tell my, my teams and one of the things that was ingrained in me throughout my life was everybody wants to input into an event. And that event could be something really small, like a social campaign, or it could be something really big, like a product launch. It could be opening a new area of your company, or it could be a merger and acquisition. It could be any of the things that we all deal with, you know, over the course of a 12 month period. But if you are only focused on inputs and outputs, that's really not going to move the needle for you. So the guidance I try to always run our kind of planning and programs with is if you're only, if you're putting in input and it's only resulting in an out, output, like we probably should skip it, but let's focus on the things that are gonna result in outcomes. So we want to help raise the awareness of our company, but through that, we wanna be able to educate people about what we're doing and how we're doing it. We wanna let them know how our customers are actually changing the world by being able to map the human genome, being able to find new ways of attacking clean energy, to, um, being able to you know, give you the COVID data every day that you're looking for. and those are things that impact people like you and me, or like your mom and my mom, right? Who have nothing to do with the high tech world. And so if you're able to connect emotionally to that type of impactful information for people, the ability to do storytelling in a really, really impactful way in, you know, increases immensely. My mom's a hacker. So 
you know what happens when you assume. So let's stay sort of on this topic. Like how do you think about outcomes on a per team basis? Cause you manage multiple teams. It's not just mm-hmm. a very linear thing. Like you're horizontal to across a bunch of different teams. So how do you think about outcomes on a per team basis? And how do you know that you're measuring the right outcomes? It's a really, really good question. I think for every company it's different because I think every company needs to figure out what they're trying to accomplish first. So I'm a huge planner. I came from the world of Excel spreadsheets and, you know, making sure that everybody has a, a timeline and a, and a ability to identify whether we're early or late or on time for whatever the activity is. I really believe in the, in the mantra of like one team, one dream. So I manage a group of people right now, but we are all part of one team. We all have different areas of communications that we tackle. So I have like the social media folks. I've got someone who is helping manage all of the content that comes in and out of the company. I have someone who is managing the brand and what people feel and look to Cumulo for when they, when they see us on the website, do they see the image that resonates with them? Um, and that is a really important aspect of any, any communication team. And then um, I also have uh, an analyst relations person who is managing kind of the world of analyst relations, that's industry analysts. But outside of my team, I have a million dependencies, right? So I'm dependent on the product team to say, yep, this product or this feature or this bundle of things is ready to talk about externally. Um, I'm also dependent on all the all the different teams coming together to make one thing happen. So that could be the customer references team being able to say, okay, great, we have a customer who is wants to talk about their case study. Here's their case study. What should we do with it? And then that one moment in time touches, you know, it could be five, it could be 10 other areas within the marketing org. So it is kind of back to that um, idea of all the engines moving forward in the in the same direction. And the more engine power you can get behind the machine of whatever that one thing is that you're trying to accomplish, the easier it is to measure. So having one moment in time is a great metric. That'll give you your baseline. But most of us in this role, we're looking at, okay, we, we're doing this launch today. How did we do in the last five launches in social? How many click-throughs did we get from the blog to the website? How many people retweeted our social posts? How many people looked on LinkedIn at what we posted and came back and and found out more on our website? How many articles were written about this launch? There's a bunch of different metrics you can use. And then you compare across the field, right? So you say, well, in the first five launches, we did these things and you're never going to, it's never going to be linear. I mean, you're always going to have one that doesn't perform the way you want it to. And the key is figuring out why, right? So why did that one not perform the way we wanted it to? Or how can we build off of this performance metric to do better this time? And it's a bunch of A-B testing. And that is really important to have partners within your marketing org. So partnership with the digital team to be able to say, this didn't work out the way we wanted it to. Can you help guide us on why this blog isn't performing the way we want it to. So are we using the wrong SEO words? Are we not telling the story in in the right way? Is this not compelling? And 
sometimes that's a hard thing to do as well, because you basically have to be able to say to yourself, that didn't work. And how am I going to, how am I going to attack this the next time to do better? And it's, that's one of the reasons why I love communications, because it is a constant moving, dynamic, flexible, malleable target that you're looking to, to accomplish. And you're always looking to get better, but it can't be from A to B. It has to sort of be this, you know, we know that we are doing five launches and we just want to do better every single time, but each of those metrics might be a little different every time. So you need to look at the overall packaging of everything to make sure that at the end of the day, your ultimate metric is, are people finding out about your company? Are people enthralled with what you're saying? And is that driving sales? So the ultimate metric is, did somebody purchase our fill in the blank, our product, our service, whatever it is that your company does, did they come to you and say, yep, I read this article. I read this tweet. I looked at this LinkedIn post. I came to your website. I found out more. You solve a problem I have. And now I want to buy your fill in the blank product or whatever it is. So that's the ultimate metric. Right. So, but how are you thinking about some of these leading indicators? Cause you can have a great click rate. That's just mm-hmm. a vanity number. It doesn't lead to sales. That's a, that's a good question. I think in order to do it in a way that again, is measuring impact versus just output, the programs that when you're setting them up at the beginning, you have to be able to follow all of the metrics to the sales, like to the end result, right? So it is looking at, okay, we put out a press release, each of that, each press release has a link in it. The link goes to these pages. Brian clicks on the link, the link lands on this one page. Then he goes from that page to this other page to find out more. Then he clicks on demo and asks to find out more, to talk to a salesperson. And then from there, it translates over into the sales team. And then ultimately the sales team comes back and says, Brian ended up purchasing XYZ from us. Thanks for the lead, right? And so that whole process is super dynamic and it's constantly changing. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. So for instance, a year ago, I would have never taken into consideration a pandemic. I would not have considered the impact of a pandemic on my communications programs. But here we are today, a year and a month later, and that is something that really impacted how we communicated with each one of our external audiences. And it didn't just impact people on what they wanted to hear about, but it also impacted the time they had to invest in it because all of a sudden they are remote. They're no longer in front of their peers every single day to have dynamic conversations in the same way they used to be. And so you had to kind of factor in a little bit of time left for education that maybe before you didn't have to factor in because there was a team of people around that person in an office that could tell them, oh yeah, I know that company, they do this, this, and this. And instead in the world of Zoom, you have to rely on being able to really be able to connect with each of your external audiences in whatever place and whatever setting they are coming at you from. I'm going to get you out on on this question. A a moment ago, you mentioned the dependencies that you have internally. Mm -hmm. How do you think about getting alignment and buy-in for a strategy with other executives in your company? Well, one of the things that I found, especially as I've gotten older and, and had Um, more experience across teams that are in um, 
various locations and various sizes, the trust that you have to have from your, not only your executives, that's a, it's a really important part for sure, but also from your own team members, just the trust that together you're all doing this the right way and that you all are experts at what you're doing and together you can make an impactful result occur for whatever that program is that you're putting in place. And so it's always about making sure that you have a, a certain level of transparency. It can be really difficult with teams that aren't able to transparently communicate because you'll hold something back that's probably really important to one of those constituents, right? Whether it's the executive, maybe it's your media team, or maybe it's your customer references team. So being able to have those transparent conversations and having the trust in your executives that they're going to guide you the right way and having the executives trust in you and your team that you know what you're doing and you're going to guide them in the right way. It becomes a little bit of a, um, it becomes a little bit of a dance that you all sort of need to be working at together, but it's really important. The base, the base level relationship within all the organizations is much like regular relationships in your outside life, right? It, they're, they're based in really core things like trust. Stacy, thank you again for your time and your wisdom today. If you like this conversation, you will love the next episode with Todd Ringler. Todd is Edelman's Managing Director and U.S. Head of Earned Media. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, with Todd Ringler.